Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Live Amplified. This is Ben Batala. I'm a husband and father, pianist and composer. Some exciting news this week. I just found out that my wife Claire and I will be having a baby boy. We're so excited and humbled by this news. Please pray for my son and for our preparation as parents as we get ready for our baby in June. At Live Amplified, I hope to help reclaim wonder and awe in the Christian journey. All things, whether it is nature, creation, the arts, relationships, are able to reveal the splendor and love of God. When we dispose our hearts and minds towards what is true, good, and beautiful, when we let these transcendentals transform our lives, we are able to embrace Jesus' promise to live fully alive. At Live Amplified, we talk about the way of beauty and how beauty is a pathway to God. I'll talk about art, music, dance, stories, movies, and the lives of people and friends who live an amplified life in Christ, a life that embraces the destiny of heaven here on earth. For my first season, I am featuring my own musical improvisations on the Sunday Gospels of Lent to help you go deeper into the heart of the story of freedom using sound and imagination. Beauty has the power to transform us, to heal us, and to empower us to engage our lives amidst the highs and the lows. I pray that you can experience this with me as I pray through my own music. If you haven't already, feel free to hit like and subscribe. And if you missed my first episode, check out How to Pray with Music, which explains how music can be a tool to encounter the voice of God, as well as an explanation of Audio Divina, or a musical spin on Lexio Divina. Today, we'll continue with the second Sunday of Lent, which is the Transfiguration. You can follow along in your Bibles by going to Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. My student, Anna Grace, has once again provided some beautiful artwork for deeper reflection. I encourage you to find a quiet space to be still and receive what God wants to say to you through the music. Sometimes our days can get busy and are filled with noise, which makes hearing what God wants to say to us quite difficult. Even today in the gospel that we are about to read, Jesus takes the three disciples to the top of a mountain so that he can reveal to them his glory. In our hearts, let us do the same and find that quiet space to receive his word. For further reflection, I've included some questions for your own personal prayer in the show notes as you continue your Lenten journey. Feel free to pray with these questions as I play today. Let's go ahead and pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you into this space. I pray that you be with me in my music making today, that your presence may be made known, and that as we ponder on the transfiguration, we can come to encounter that heavenly glory that you showed the apostles. Show us the beauty and splendor of the divine reality of our destiny as human beings, what we are truly made to be. And give us hope that amidst all the suffering in our lives and amidst all of our Lenten sacrifices, you can show us the vision of what it's all meant for. Show us that taste of heaven, that power, and that restoration that you call us to today. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. 
Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son, listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen.
We all have a perception of what heaven will look like. Or maybe some of us haven't really thought about it too much because it's just too abstract of a concept. We often resign ourselves to the clouds and chubby baby angels. And frankly, the idea of eternity can be scary to reflect and chew on. But today, we get a small glimpse of heaven in this climactic moment when Jesus shows his three best friends the glory, the splendor of heaven. Jesus not only pulls back the veil of his divinity and power, but he also shows us our own destiny. Jesus says, you see, this is what it was supposed to be. This is what you were made for. This is what you get to look forward to. He offers the apostles and you and me a vision that gives us courage, a glimpse of hope, the end and aim of all of our fasting, of our own suffering. While on Ash Wednesday, we are reminded of our return to dust, of our decay and of our finitude here on earth, our possessions, our projects, our goals, there is yet another reality of complete restoration, not only of our souls, but also our bodies. All is not lost. Everything that has been taken away will become a new creation. All that has been broken in this life will be restored. Again from last week's reflection, our suffering has a noble and redemptive purpose. The crucifixion is not the end. Our victory from suffering will bring the glory of God down on earth. And while the fulfillment will ultimately manifest at the end of our lives and at the end of time, friends, we must remember that in our faith, we believe that we are able to live heaven on earth right now. We are our resurrection religion. We are a people of a God who has risen from the dead. We are able to experience restoration, healing, unity, wholeness, joy, right now. This means that when we approach this Lent, we must fast with smiles on our faces. We can look at suffering in the eye and say, my Lord has conquered you. When we face the evils of today, we can still allow ourselves to acknowledge and even feel the pain of evil, but we can also live with the hope that God's glory will conquer. This doesn't mean that we are passive in the face of evil and suffering, but that we are active bearers of the love of God in a world that has given up on love. We are seeing this today. Political leaders are taking suffering into their own hands and are causing harm and destruction. One can either blame and point fingers at who or what is wrong in the world, or one can cowardly or passively sit back and wait out the storm of evil. But Christians, Christians are called to be transfigured. Jesus transfigured on the mountain is a vision into what human beings were originally designed to be, full of life, life that is amplified. Christians who are working out their salvation in fear and trembling, who are striving for holiness, who are embracing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, they are bringing heaven to earth divine life into a world decayed by despair and sin. Christians with divine life within them help remind others that hope is not dead, that God is alive and is with them, that their suffering is not in vain. And what is heaven? Heaven is simply eternal union with God, eternal friendship, and eternal adoration of the glorified Jesus. Now, is this our view of heaven? And whether it is or isn't, is the idea of eternal union with God even attractive to us? This is a very important question because our image of heaven and glory determines our motivations for orienting our entire lives towards arriving there. Honestly, if we don't even enjoy time with God now, 
in prayer and in the sacraments, why would we want to spend eternity with him? If our vision of heaven is something other than this union and eternal friendship with the God who made us, who loves us, who died for us, then our fasting and works are not for God, but for something less. Maybe our own vanity and self-glorification. These are a few signs that the transfigured life is not within us. Anxiety about the future. Feeling purposeless, living in a state of unforgiveness or fear. Displaying anger at some societal injustice without knowing the solution. Or blaming someone or a group of people for your pain. Or numbing yourself with pleasure and comfort when your life becomes difficult. Or even just going through the motions. These are realities that we all experience, but these realities are not divine. They are not of God. These are realities of the fall. If you are suffering right now in any way, especially if you've lost a loved one, or if you're saddened by what is going on in the world today, especially in Ukraine, I invite you to seek the Lord and to ask him to reveal his glory and power to you. If you are struggling to believe that God's power is real, just be honest with him. Share with him in a quiet place today, with your own lips. Share with him what you are suffering with today and ask him to reveal to you his power as God. Ask him for faith. If you are struggling with the meaning of your life, asking, is this worth it? What is the point of all this? If you are honest with yourself and you admit to feeling numb, empty, or lost, ask him to show you that you are a beloved son, that you are a beloved daughter, and ask him to reveal his love for you. Ask him for hope to endure this difficult life with joy. Ask him for hope in his promise that when we are in union with him, we are full of abundant life. We are getting closer to the climax of Jesus' suffering on the cross, which means that we are arriving towards that full display of what it means to look at suffering in the eye with total gift of self, with love and mercy, not with violence or pomp, not with revenge, not with passive defeat. This is what heaven looks like. God himself dies on a cross. He takes on death, which is the debt of our sins that we are unable to repay so that we can be united to him again. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Thanks again for watching. If you are watching on YouTube, I would love for you to share in the comments below what your prayer experience was like. In my experience with doing Audio Divina live with people, it has been so beautiful to see how unique everyone's prayer is. I encourage you to share your prayer with our community in the comments below. And that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you again for watching. Join us next week for another episode of my Lenten series on Live Amplified. Peace be with you.